Hello all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast uh, brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watch a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. I haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. Some may say I'm the ultimate noob. Others may say I'm the penultimate noob. That was horrible, but that's all I can I, think of. I was wondering what you were going to do, and honestly, I'm a little disappointed in you. You know, I'm saving the big guns for when we do the season finale, okay? That's, don't, that's don't, be all, don't be all not mad, just disappointed with me right now. If I, if I bomb <laughs> next time, that's fair. But, but like, we're, 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 in the, we're in the final the final death throes of, of the buildup. Um, so mm. next time is when we're going to bring out all the big guns, all right? That's fair. Mm. Uh, tonight we I am recording. We are recording on my end in a hotel room again. It has yep. been quite a long time. Haven't missed that at all. Oh uh, yeah. But tonight we will be watching uh, ep- season one, episodes thirty-seven and thirty-eight of Lucha Underground. We have been with this po- this show since episode three of this podcast two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And we are finally here at the end of season one. Well, well, almost. almost. <laughs> <But> <laughs> close. Uh, we are at tonight is episode uh, again. 37 is Pen Ultima Lucha and 38 is Ultima Lucha part one. If you have not watched any of our prior episodes of Lucha Underground, uh, well, the most recent one was episode 82, and we do them like every five episodes or so. So you can go ahead and backtrack on that and catch up to yourself. But if you haven't watched any of our Lucha Underground episodes before, and you've never even watched Lucha Underground, so you don't really know the format of the show, uh, their season finale, Ultima Lucha, is always a two uh, a two part finale, two hour finale, but they would always have at least one episode before that. So the Ultima Lucha was a multi week show. Wait, so all of the season finales are called Ultima Lucha? Yes. That's they're awesome. They're all Ultima Lucha. It is their, all, it is their branding for the they're, season. They're finale. all Ultima Lucha. That's mm-hmm. actually fucking great. Like, just, just have the same episode name four times in a row. It's fine. I mean, yeah, it's 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 the it's the brand. It's the like, brand. Do they do like they, do they number worth, them at all? Is it is it Ultima yeah. Lucha two, three, four? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, then the, okay. That that's actually just awesome. Then Ultima Lucha mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Okay. I I like that. The the sequel numbers. All right. All right. I can get on board with that. That's fine. Yeah. So uh, last time we were here, a lot of stuff got set up uh, for Ultima uh, for Ultimate Lucha. Um, I'll go over the matches first, and then we can. We also there's also mentioned the kind of out of the non-story, the non-match bits, which are honestly the more important ones this time around. Um, last time around, excuse me, is the Mac defeated Cage in a one-on-one match? Yes, which was pretty surprising. You know, the Mac. I know. Is not, I was so not exa- the Mac. The Mac hasn't exactly been. I mean, he's good. But he has not yeah. been he's not been portrayed as the he's level not been put of over a cage. A yeah. Yeah. So it was a pretty shocking win. And Brian and and the cage, the man they call Cage, who is the in machine. fact a machine, indeed, indeed. It, is not happy about having lost to the Mac. So oh, real mad, big mad. Mm-hmm. 
you know, ju- big yeah. big boy rage is a is a problem in this society, Very. and that man was suffering from it real bad. Very true. Uh, Mil Muertes defeated Son of Havoc as part of uh for as relates to Son of Havoc. This is part of the Disciples of Death are coming for the t- team fun and dysfunctionals trios belts and son of havoc is just the first victim of yeah. the darkness dude i have to say very nice of mil muertes to to get son of havoc all buttered up for his lackeys like that because mm-hmm. you know son of havoc going in there with full power levels those those zombified electricity putties don't stand a goddamn chance but you know you, you weaken them up a little bit and all of a sudden, oh, it's a lot more doable. Re- really thoughtful uh, death daddy there. Uh, you know, Mil- pull, pull some non-toxic Mil- masculinity, folks. Mil Muertes is a leader who wants his underlings to succeed. He is a he is a he is a servant leader. Uh, he he leads he leads by example, uh, and he and he leads with service to others. You could you could learn so much from that man, honestly. Yep, he is truly a great a great person. By his way. by his book, uh, leading by example through the valley of death. Uh, in the today. <laughs> through the valley of a thousand deaths. The through the valley of, of a thousand no deaths. Pardon me. Death. Yes, I, I don't want I don't want to get the title wrong. Yeah, in stores today. Very reasonable pricing. Very, of great. course. Uh, and then we had an Atomico's match. Johnny Mundo, Hernandez, Superfly, and Jack Evans defeated Alberto El Patron, Drago, Sexy Star, and Aerostar. A lot yeah. of just like, hey guys, they're going to fight in a couple weeks at Ultima Lucha. Check oh, this out. All the it's a preview. Oh, all the, yeah, Johnny, yeah, trope, 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 trope. Johnny Mundo is facing Alberto El Patron. Drago will be facing uh, Hernandez. And current, and this is a good segue into the next bit, is that Superfly and Sexy Star have been f- fighting, and Jack Evans and Aerostar have two of the seven Aztec medallions. Uh, I'll go ahead and say tonight, as a bit of a bit of a preview, is that we will, by the end of tonight, know all seven Aztec medallion holders Ooh. and what the medallions are for. They're for a fucking curse. It, I, I, I. I. I'm 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 putting my money so hard on that. They're so they're cursed. Of course they're cursed. I'm insistent. If if that's not what it turns out to be, then then it's then the TV show. You're you're wrong. TV show actually. <laughs> so so I look forward to seeing how they are in fact exceedingly cursed. Also also this is slightly this is slightly off topic, but something that I really came to something that I very much appreciated. So last time we were here, you you were telling me about Atomico's matches. And in explaining Atomico's matches to me, especially after we watched it, you explained to me how traditional Lucha Libre rules for tag matches are that you, there does not need to be a a visible tag in ring. There Mm -hmm. need only be a swap out of partners in ring. Yes, if you if you come out if you go out of the ring, one of your partners can legally get into the ring and become the new legal participant. Yes, this is greatly exciting to me, Austin, because as I, as I've told you, and I cannot remember if I've told our distinguished audience, one of my roommates has come up with the greatest wrestling concept of all time. Oh, dear. and that is two luchadors. Um, in that it, he is he is a one man tag team. Uh, 
in that uh, he wears, he, you know, you know, he goes into the ring, he's got the mask, and then he pulls it off, and there's a second mask underneath, and he's a different luchador. Now, this is a bit of a problem, because how do you enter that in a tag match without, uh, without w- while still preserving the illusion, as it were? Mm-hmm. Well, am I glad to know that all he needs to do is get out of the ring, duck under it, pull off the mask, and pop back in in the other mask, and that's a that's a legal tag. And he's going with the Luchador theme, so it so it like fits culturally. That this was you delivered news onto me, Austin, that provided great relief, great excitement. So I just want to thank you for that uh, on behalf of the the Almighty Two Luchadors. Thank you very much. I am sad to know that I have validated one of Fuck David's off. roommates' dumb ideas. Hey, hey, it's it's it. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie is a, is a is a visionary. Okay, that man created something beautiful, immaculate, unheard of, and I, for one, think it's great. Well. Differing, we can have two different opinions on that one. Oh, you're uh, no fun. Anyway. Anyway, the medallions. So the current medallion holders are Phoenix, allegedly. Uh, we have, after his uh, death match with uh, Mil Muertes that he lost, he has been completely off the show. And according to Matt Stryker, he is too injured to currently to appear at Ultima Lucha. So... But he does technically have one of the medallions, and they haven't taken it away from him. So, yeah, that's that's gonna be real interesting. Good old Phoenix is dead, and who knows how that's gonna affect the medallion ceremony? Guess we'll find out. Right. And then Jack Evans and Aerostar, as I mentioned, have a medallion, and then we had several matches to get new medallions. Uh, Bengala. Uh, Tiger Boy defeated yes. Deva- Delavar Davari Fucking to win a medallion. Good. Fucking good. King Cuerno defeated Killshot for a medallion. Our first heel uh, to 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 enter. The Heaven- Jack Evans is a heel. Oh, I forgot about Jack Evans. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely okay, fair he's enough. A heel. But like, and but like that- different different kind of. Heel. Jack Evans is a heel because he's obnoxious and pretends that he invented Lucha Libre. Fucking, True. F- f- fucking, fucking King Cuerno is a psychopath. <laughs> King Cuerno would wear your skin. So yeah, he he would he would Texas Chainsaw Massacre you if he had the chance. Very true. And then a uh, sexy star squashed the ever loving fuck out of Superfly to win a medallion. It was hilarious. Oh my god! Yeah, still doesn't make any goddamn sense from like a power perspective. Uh, I, I, again, I kind of rationalized it with, okay, for the first one, Sexy Star was, like, holding back or not in her right mind because she's still confused about her friend betraying her, and then once she got that out of her head, she was able to murderize him. But either way... She, stare, she stared at his mask for inspiration before the match, and then it was yeah. all over. Yeah, no. Uh, so, rip, rip in peace, fucking incel boy. Hope to never see you again. Mm-hmm. And then sexy st- and then Marty the Moth Martinez uh, came out to challenge Sexy Star for her medallion because it was the medallion of the Moth Tribe, and then he proceeded to also lose, though he put up more of a fight than he Superfly. did. 
he, he which is i think i i don't know if that reflects worse on superfly or marty but either way get wrecked both of you nerds holy yep. shit so sexy star is the sixth possessor of the medallion we have a match tonight to determine the final holder of the medallion in a battle royal i'll go ahead and read oh. off the penultima lucha uh sets the penultima lucha um uh, episode description since that wouldn't be spoilers would it no uh, it would not cuerto reveals the meaning of the medallions tejano versus mundo cage versus mac the battle royal for the final medallion Oh shit! I thought we were gonna get the the battle royal participants there in a second. I was very excited. Oh no, I'm not telling y'all who. I'm not telling you who's. Oh gonna okay. Not... Hype card though. That's a fucking hype card. I I yeah. I look forward to. It. I mean, I don't. I really don't give a shit about Tejano. Um, and mm -hmm. I am still weirded out by the whole like Johnny Mundo seeming sympathetic backstage but also probably not because just alberto el patron can do no wrong thing so that's gonna annoy me a little bit in context but other than that like yeah good shit yeah and then the two story matches the and then of course ultima lucha part one there are there will be we currently have seven matches on ultima lucha an eighth match will be made tonight, and three of those eight matches will, we will be watching tonight. The last five are next time. Damn. Damn. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then we're, we're, the two, we're, we're, we're hyping it the fuck up. Oh, there baby. Are. And let's get to keep that hype going a little bit longer as we have, as there were two stories in last time that were really three stories, but I guess I don't want to talk about one very long. Uh, yeah. So let's get that one out of the way. Tejano and Blue Demon. Uh, uh, whatever. Tejano is like, I hate all of you, all the baby faces, but I love Mexico. So fuck you, Blue Demon. And Blue Demon is like, I am Mexico. Yad, rada, rada. Whatever. Yep, that, let's that, get that, to whole, the that whole manufactured fucking conflict sure whatever why not just, just whatever. Sure. back to the back to the good shit yeah uh, i'm sure the match will be fine but pentagon jr had a meeting had a had a meeting with his master and was like what do i gotta do to get this man to fight this man and his master was like attack the ego and he's like okay so i set i set vampiro on fire or threatened to set him on fire yeah no and waste a bunch of fucking gasoline doing it Yep. But then the next week, Vampiro is like, I'll fight. Fine. I will fight you. You will not fight Ian Hodgkinson. You'll be fighting Vampiro. Vampiro. You know, one thing I, I thought about, but I didn't really say last time, is we got the flashbacks last time of young Vampiro with like his long ass hair. I really hope we get like fucking Vampiro in a wig, Kane style. <laughs> that for would this. be hilarious. It would be hilarious. They probably could not make it look good, but I think it would be funny. Yep. And then Mil Muertes and Prince Puma as the looms as the main event of Ultima Lucha. But last week ended in tragedy as Mil Muertes and Prince Puma had a face to face at 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 uh, Dario Cueto's behest, and the Katrina and the Disciples of Death came to attack conan came to make the save and in, but in the end and 
and Conan's dead. Conan was placed in a coffin, which is we as we always say in Lucha Underground is symbolic of actual death. And and murder. he's gone. So Conan was murdered last week while Conan Prince Puma had gone. to watch. Yeah, just just randomly threw that in there. You know, never mind the weird what felt like a build up to Conan like betraying Puma. We're just that that's yeah. done and now he's fucking dead. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah, we are left with questions of what could have been. But I, I must... still wanna know like if that was actually in the cards or we were just misinterpreting things, but like Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, yeah. I mean I don't know. I wish I knew it who's to you say. Know. Maybe they re- maybe they were like we can only get Conan for a season, so we can't. Do- Conan's a Conan's. It's wild to only have Conan for a season, though. Like it's true. I mean, I don't think Conan's ever stopped being in AAA, doing AAA, and being the Booker. So yeah. you know, I I don't know why he couldn't or didn't want to do season any more seasons of the show. I don't know. And they had to but, kill but him yeah. off. <laughs> Uh, and Conan is dead. Uh, yeah, he's he's just he's just gone. Perma dead. R- r- join yeah. jo- join the angelic ranks alongside. Fuck, which member of the crew was it? Bale. Bale. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rip Conan. Rip Bale. Uh, and I'm sure plenty more murderers. Oh, we'll have there. we'll have plenty of dead people to talk about next time. Oh, but as we no. get to the end of season one and talk about who is never coming back to the show, but oh, both literal and figurative death. Nice. Well, like I hate, I'm not going to spoil anything deeper about it. Okay. But there is, I will say that there is canon X reasons to believe that anyone who is not, who did not re-sign with Lucha Underground and thus never appears on the show again after a particular season, died in between the seasons. No fucking way. That's great. There is at least evidence to support that theory, and I'll ha- I will talk more about it next time. And probably the okay. episode after that, too, when we talked about the season two premiere, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Damn. And you thought WWE was weird about people existing outside of their brand. Fucking Lucha Underground is just like, yeah, you don't want to be with us anymore? Fine. You're fucking dead. <laughs> we are writing your character off permanently. We are. We Yeah. You, you are. You just don't exist anymore. Bye bye. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. Okay. Yeah, shit is wild. Uh, but that is for at least a, a couple of ep- oh, episode or two out of here. So fo- back focus on tonight. We've got the card set up. We are going to be starting uh, penultim- We're gonna watch Penultima Lucha and Ultima Lucha Part 1. If you would like to join along with us, well, unfortunately, huh. due to 2B TV losing the rights uh, to Lucha Underground, there is no current streaming service that legally would allow you to watch lucha underground unless you i guess consider just buying it on itunes or amazon prime or something which i that dedicated i don't in terms of action in terms of uh there so we 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 have been engaging in a little light piracy of our illegal underground fight club wrestling for me Again, it's fitting. Da, 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 so we'll be continuing with that tonight. 
I'm providing you underscoring. Keep going. Okay, I was waiting for you to be done, but never mind. All right. So the options are laid out there for you to watch with us tonight. We will be back in the back half to discuss Lucha Underground Season 1, Episode 37, and Episode 38. And we are back. Uh, we have finished Lucha Underground Season 1, Episodes 37 and 38. Penultima Lucha and Ultima Lucha Part 1. God damn. Uh take me uh take me to a a nice restaurant that serves high quality meat uh, on top of a skyscraper because the stakes Austin are higher than ever. You are correct. This the the, the things everything is finally coalescing into the into our finale. Oh my god. Co coalescing and and then some there's there's shit that's 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 brand new that's still getting just tossed up in there we're all we're 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 just it's it's a, it's a it's a pot of 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 all this shit is being stirred up the melting pot of wrestling oh yeah shit's getting wild son <laughs> what yep, am i listen, saying it, it I shit, shit's getting crazy all this to say yeah uh this is what happens know. when i try to be clever I am going through a first-time run-through of Game of Thrones right now, and I can really appreciate oh. a show that actually has satisfying conclusions to its many story arcs. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Whoops-a-doodle! <laughs> All right. Yeah, the, 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 the giant budget... Uh, um, the giant budget prestige TV show is, is worse at concluding arcs than a fucking Robert Rodriguez uh, bankrolled indie wrestling promotion. Hey man, they do have more dragons though on HBO. I can't, I have to give them that. They got more dragons. Yeah, I wonder if like Drago like watched that shit when it came out and was like, <laughs> I, I wonder I wonder if Drago auditioned, you know, and then got rejected and he was just sitting there like, fuck, that could have been me. That could, I could have made kind of my star turn. We really got it. I think that we really got it. We need to have a conversation about hiring practices in Hollywood and refusing to hire dragons for dragon roles. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, there's so much talk in this day and age about, about hiring uh, diversity and equity into mm -hmm. your, into everything you do. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of good discourse to be had. Hiring more POC. Hiring more queer people. Hiring uh -huh. people of varied body types and ages and yada yada. You know what doesn't get nearly enough airtime, Austin? Why the fuck aren't they hiring more dragons? That is a very good and real point. That Drago here, out here having to be a fucking model minority. Um... <laughs> On, on Lucha Underground, just to, just to, just to get a spot. Their token, they're they think they're so progressive with their token dragon on the show. Okay, I for one see through this this fake progressive bullshit, and I demand more systemic change. I don't know why you're laughing, Austin. This is a very serious issue. You're right. It's, it's very, <laughs> it's very offensive of me. 
to laugh at the real, very real issues of dragons in 21st century media. Yeah, yep. Uh, uh, you know, on the topic of, of, of diverse <laughs> hiring practices, uh, disabilities, Big Rick. Hey. Hey, hey. And, uh, and see, more proof. Dario's an insensitive fuck. We open the this first episode, episode 37, with Big Rick in Dario's office. And what's Dario doing the whole fucking time? Making eye jokes at Big Rick, who, may I remind you, has had an eye patch pretty much all season. Ah, uh, don't worry. We're not going to have to worry about Big Rick's eye patch for very much longer. Oh. That either means he, his eye's going to be healed or he's not coming back for season two. And I don't know which it is. <laughs> I mean, it could be either one. It could be either one. I'm not entirely sure. Or it could be both. It could be both. It mm-hmm. could be like Rick, Rick, like does the, does the, 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 the scramble match that we'll talk about later. And at the end, like has a moment where like, I don't know, maybe he gets misted, but it like, since he already has a fucked up eye, it has like the opposite effect. And he's able to tear the eye patch off. He's like, I'm free. I found peace. And he waltzes off into the sunset. It's a double negative situation. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you injure an already blinded eye, it uninjures it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how the spray works. You know, it, it, it makes the eye the opposite of what it is. Obviously, that's just science. You're right. Thank uh, you. But let, let's, I know I let's, let's get on with what happened here. In Dario's office, he's talking to Rick and he has said that he he hasn't been seeing eye to eye with Big Rick mm-hmm. very often <laughs> And how he had big plans for Rick, but Rick has lost focus and has been blinded by Davari's money. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dario Cueto is offensive to people with disabilities hashtag dario is over party let's go (laughs) cancel i need this man canceled yesterday absolutely uh but dario decides to he talks to rick and he shows him the final medallion and he asks rick what he values most in this world money or power and uh big rick's response is of course Poor K, no los dos. True. Fucking true. Dar- I, I, I do notice that Dario fails to mention the part to Rick where he's like, yeah, I was originally going to offer this to, like, Penta, but he declined it, so you're just kind of my backup. You're you're my, you're my uh, side bitch here, as it were. Rick um, doesn't need to know that. Rick, uh, I, I, I feel like he wouldn't be, like, too terribly offended by it. He just kind of seems to just kind of roll with whatever the fuck he's he's given opportunity wise, but like you know, Dario Dario's maybe learning a little bit about you know how to. Well, he, I guess he already he he always knew Dario Dario loves to like schmooze. He sees himself as very much the star maker, so like he he he's gonna make you feel like you know you're the most important person in the room until it's you know inconvenient that he just like yeah, he, murder that guy. Yeah. He was the ignoring the fact that he already like basically sent people to be like, "Hey, murder that guy." But Rick gets it. You know, it's all about the money, the dollar, dollar bill. He dollar, gets dollar it. bill. He joins the prestigious ranks of of greedy heels holding Dario up for cash. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's basically what happens because he both takes the medallion, and then he stand and he stands there and is like, "Come on, come on." 
And then Dario gets pulls in the drawer and just pulls out more stacks of money from the drawer. I feel like that's a really bad place to keep your money. Like, just in a drawer. You mean in the in, in an unlocked drawer in an office that is right next to the ring and has seemingly no protections on it? Yeah, pretty much. Out? Yeah, pretty much. Also, like, I want to know, like, if these meetings are happening in sequence with what's happening actually in the show. Because, like... I believe we're supposed to think that these happen before the show. Okay, because I always imagine, like, the wrestler's coming down a hallway to Dario's office. But then you look at how the thing is set up, how the, the, the arena's set up with Dario's office right there. They're just walking, like, from the ring area into Dario's, like, fucking makeshift-ass <laughs> office. Um... So, like, if they're doing this mid-show, they just kind of, some of the big-name wrestlers just kind of, like, waltzing in there, and people are just like, what the, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, I think we are supposed to believe these happened before the show. Okay. And then after, and or after the show, as it, like, when she is, like, when, uh, Dar- like, when we see, sometimes we see Dario watching stuff in the ring. So those yeah. happen yeah. before or during the show, mm-hmm. uh, after or after the show, excuse me. But I think that like with unless evidence is shown to the contrary, we are supposed to think these are pre-show meetings. See, what I want to see is the scene where like a random fan waltz into Dario's office mid-show is like, oh shit, I was looking for the bathroom. Sorry, sorry, but um, but yeah. So anyway, so Rick has the final medallion and also more money. Yes, and as, he, and as he says at the end, I'm glad we're finally seeing, seeing eye, eye, eye to eye. <laughs> He's like, it's okay for me to make jokes about it. I can make jokes about it. I can say the I word. <laughs> I guess the E word. <laughs> I didn't anyway. Be, I didn't want to say that one, but all right. I, I, I that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm here for, all right? A little bit less filter. Anyway. Yeah. So as the show starts, uh, we are promised that Prince Puma will be speaking live. X, 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 repeatedly slamming the X button. Yeah, we'll see how that went. But you know, that Prince Prince Puma is going to talk X. Bet you anything is going to be interrupted by Mill. Well, we'll get there, won't we? X. First match of the show is Johnny Mundo versus Tejano. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I took note of some early Johnny Zero chants. Very I clever. Too. Very. I, clever. I, I, I did too, and I proceeded to then write fuck off. You know, what I wrote fuck off was is tremendous momentum consequences from Matt Consequences? Riker. Yeah, I know. I, okay, dude. We gotta make the stakes feel high your fucking momentum yeah both these guys have already have their matches set for ultima lucha there's not really they're not against each story other. to tell so yeah it's just a momentum thing okay dude um also as i think this is as mundo's making his entrance um or actually it might have been it probably it was probably during the match um vampire's fucking like figure shaming johnny mundo for being oh, I know much of a pretty boy gym rat I, yes all right i did write down the gym strength versus the man strength conversation is they try to like paint a contrast between mundo and tejano and they and Tah- and mundo is very it call he has gym strength because he 
you know, he looks conventionally like he ripped and goes to a gym mm-hmm. to get his workouts. And Tejano being more of a big, bulky boy with, that isn't so cut, they're like, he's got man strength as if he was gaining his, he trains doing more conventional mundane activities like you would do on like a ranch of some sort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, they, have a, they have a semi-lengthy conversation about it. And of course, both men on the commentary agree that man strength is better than gym strength. Of course. See, here's the thing, mm-hmm. dude. Vampiro and Stryker feel like such a fucking like ragtag ass um, commentary team. Like, it feels like the two of them can have their own, like, sitcom about two, like, kind of bumbling buffoons doing wrestling commentary. And so, I feel like Tahano and Stryker, as they're, like, learning how to become commentators, they understand that it helps during a match to draw contact or co- contrast between two combatants, but they mm-hmm. don't always understand that, like, you don't always have to do that and if you are going to do that you should like draw a contrast that doesn't feel like weird and belabored like gym strength versus a man's strength yeah it was kind of weird it's always fucking weird with those two jesus christ um uh, yeah, yeah, yeah see i i also okay so the crowd is bigly on tahano's side for this man. right and i kind of sat there and i wondered why because Tejano also stepped afoul of Daddy Patron. Sorry, excuse me. Daddy Patron at one point. Um, like, so why the fuck does he get a pass while Mundo is still hated by everybody? Because, because Tejano said he loves in Mexico. Ah, so yes. It's all is forgiven. All is forgiven. All you got to say is, I love Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing... The only thing these fans are more loyal to than Alberto El Patron is fucking Mexico itself. Okay. I said, I, I really, Alberto El Patron should say, like, he is Mexico. <laughs> oh, God. The crowd would love him forever no matter what. <laughs> Even more than they do now. Oh, God, that's too powerful. Oh, no. All right. Uh, I made a note of a couple things I thought were pretty neat, like a nice neck breaker to the floor by Johnny Mundo. Mm. And then also he did like a roundhouse kick into the guardrail. I was like, that's pretty sick. But the match doesn't really get out of uh, first or second gear, so to speak, because here comes the crew Mm -hmm. to attack Tejano and cause a DQ. Okay. I will say before we get to that fucking, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Vampiro had a line about Johnny finds new ways to hurt you every week. And it's like, damn, sorry. He rejected your offer to go out for drinks last week, vamp. A <laughs> wiping away tear. He finds new ways to hurt you every week. <laughs> vamp, vamp was a uh, very hurt by that rejection uh but yeah, yeah johnny's mundo's teaming with the crew Ugh, okay now i hate him yeah gets this is some real like we're both heel net we're both heels now so i guess it's fine even though yeah. there has Fuck been no the rec- there has been no reconciliation the crew was like johnny mundo's first major rival yeah rivals in this entire series 
No, nah, but we just fucking hate Johnny Mundo now, so who who gives a shit, right? Yeah, and then Alberto El Patron comes to make the save. Here uh, he Mundo, comes to save the day. Mundo runs. Uh, a, uh, Alberto El Patron beats up the crew, and then Tejano gets up from the beating and gets his bullwhip. Oh, the stare down. Yeah, they do like a stare down and acknowledge as like an acknowledgement of that long running feud they had that I didn't care about. And then they're but they don't fight or anything because they're both baby faces now, technically. So they're not gonna do anything. Yeah, sure. They're just gonna have an intense stare down and that that walkity walkity walkity. Hmm. All right, then in Dario's off, we cut back to Dario's office as Hernandez. Well, well, uh, well for, first we get we get commentary talking about still what's to come, and once again, for the first time ever, we'll hear the voice of Prince Puma. X, 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 press X to doubt. Yeah. So then uh, we get we are in Dario's office office and Hernandez is here and Dario uh, is a, new new lore drop. Dario and Hernandez don't like art museums. They don't. He's like he hates galleries and museums, but he is a fan of art. And what uh, Hernandez has done that is a work of art. Yeah. Um. Hernandez is like yes, I also fucking hate art museums or something. I swear to God, Hernandez like agreed with him. Um, yeah. Or so, something like that. Uh, he's he's in there drinking a beer because I don't know. That's, that's what Hernandez does, I guess. Yeah. Um. So this is where in the show Dario makes the official announcement: there will be an extra week to Ultima Lucha. I have been speaking in yes. those terms already for those of you following along, but this is the first yeah. time on the show. For the, on the show, it was very much like a surprise. It's a two week thing now. Yeah, I know. I I because because you'd been talking about it like that for a while. I was like, oh, I just kind of thought that was always like the plan. Um, but no, originally they pitched it as if this is like a oh, one week of season finale affair, and it's just too big for one week. So we're doing it for two. And shocker, shockers. Dario announces that what is that next week that the episode we're going to watch we watched earlier tonight uh, is that it will be Hernandez versus Drago and it will be yeah. a scrap match uh, for those of you who don't know what that is that's a wait, match wait wait I need I need to I need to I need to like take this down because 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 I need I need to break this down into what the fuck Dario says to to Hernandez about this because it was unhinged. Right. So, so first, of, so 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 yeah. There, there is a there is a Drago Hernandez match that is that is coming up, and here's how it gets revealed to us. So first of all, I need to make a note of fucking Hernandez like drinking his beer. He sets it down just like bare ass on on Dario's desk, to which Dario immediately like picks it up and slides a coaster under it. Use a coaster, you fucking animal. <laughs> um, yeah, Dario. Dario's like this is nice alabaster. Fuck you. And that it wouldn't be alabaster. Nice. I don't know whatever the fuck you make desks out of mahogany. We're gonna say it's nice, nice mahogany. mahogany. Yeah, there, there we go. Um, Dario says I've got a number of tweets from the fans. What? <laughs> Dario, Dar Dario, like Tony Khan, looks at Twitter. I guess Dario's over here being like, "That's nice. How about this ratio?" <laughs> um, and then he proceeds to say, Under like, yeah. Under "Underground Fight Club owner plus L." 
Yeah. <laughs> plus ratio. Plus. <laughs> plus, my brother is a literal monster. Um, yeah. But he's like, yeah. So it turns out the fans fucking hate you, Hernandez. Which it continues to be a point of surprise for Hernandez throughout these two episodes, and I'm like, what? Isn't don't you also hate that? Whatever. So he does so say like, that the feeling is mutual. The feeling is. Oh yeah, no, he's like, yeah, the feeling is mutual. Fuck these guys. Uh, I, I did miss that part. I forgot about that part. But he, so Dario's like, yeah, so the fans fucking hate you and are like, you know, you you stole the belt from that one dude last week. So like, we're gonna do a bit of like poetic shit here. And he pulls out a fucking leather belt and like makes a snap with it. And he's like, we're gonna have effectively. He basically tells Hernandez, yeah, we're effectively gonna have like a lumberjack match. Except the lumberjacks are gonna be like actual fans of the show. And they're going to be equipped with leather belts and will have full permission to hit you when you go outside the ring. What? And then Dario gives Hernandez permission to murder the fans in retaliation. Yeah, they as, as, we, as we learned, they signed the insurance waivers. So Hernandez can hit back. What is happening? What is this? This is so bizarre. I told you that him accosting that fan and stealing his belt was going to pay off. Yeah, but I thought that would just be a fucking Davari situation where that fan was going to, like, turn out to be a wrestler. And no. it's going to be like, hey, you disrespected me. No, but we're no. going to have fans with leather straps. The real, the, the, the real secret future combatant that was involved in there was not the fan, but the fucking belt. Of course. Jesus and as, as a quick put up there, a lumberjack match is a match normally where a bunch of wrestlers hang out outside the ring and their objective is to keep the wrestlers in the ring. Yes. So, and normally what happens is there's a bunch of faces and a bunch of heels and the heel, they help as is appropriate for faces and heels to be. And heels, yes. But no, in this match, it's just the fans instead and they are going to whip Hernandez, however they feel like it. And Hernandez has permission to murderize the fans in return. Right. Hernandez says he will paint the ring with their blood. And Dario is like, well, now that sounds like a masterpiece. What in the absolute unhinged fuck? Yep. But yeah, the so that's a thing now. The believer backlash. Yeah, the believer. Yeah, apparently like. Apparently, like, you you term Lucha Underground Temple fans the same way you term Marvel fans. I call them fucking believers. But, well, yeah. because they're in a temple. What else would they be? Oh, my God. Did you just now make that connection? Yeah, I did. Fuck off. What? What? Wait. Hold up. Hold the fuck up. I guarantee goddamn to you, knowing that, I guarantee fucking to you that Dario Cueto was doing everything in his power to write the temple off as a church for tax <laughs> benefits. I'm sure he can prove that Lucha Underground is a religion. Absolutely. It can't be that hard. Uh, it's the easiest. I guarantee you that the temple is registered as a fucking church with the IRS. I yeah, plus guarantee that means no tax. Plus that means no taxes. I I guarantee it. That's that's why 
He has fucking stacks of money in an unlocked drawer. That's all the money that would be going to the IRS in taxes if the temple weren't registered as a church. <laughs> ah! Oh, I mean, they my meet, God. They meet weekly. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing the they John Oliver weekly. bit on this, but they fit a lot of the criteria here, don't they? They fit the criteria insanely well. Yep. They even worship gods. They have the fucking Aztec pantheon or whatever. And Holy they, shit. Do they not all come together to chant Lucha, Lucha, Lucha? Lucha. Lucha. You know, uh, the, the, the holiest of prayers. Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. Um, mm. or, or other such gems as Johnny Zero or We Want Tables. I mean, <laughs> actual wrestling, professional wrestling has been done in churches. So really, yep. like... It all is coming together. But yes. Anyway, so we move on to our next match, which is Mac versus Cage. Again, okay. They're, and... they're very much in the WWE video game format of you have a rivalry by just wrestling each other over and over again. The rivalry rose, of course. Yeah. That, that's that's how Dario's sitting there with fucking my GM Lucha Underground Edition open. And he's like, come on, come on, get to a four out of four. Get to a four out of four so I can blow it off of the pay-per-view. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, he already he already hit four of four on the on Puma and Mil Muertes. That's why they keep doing these promos. The, the promo segments, yeah. He hit he's gotta four, keep four running them back. Gotta keep running them back. See, yeah. But my question is, where's his advertising monkey? That's true. Who is who is he asking? He needs to start. Hey, Austin Gunn. Promos. I know you want to get booked. How about another advertising promo? Uh, let's see. Um, let, me, let me think of who, who, who would fit this description on the show. Hey, Aerostar. I know you hey. want to get booked, but do another advertising promo. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and uh. uh I would I would comment about things with this match, but it's kind of over before it starts because the match just kind of fucking squashes Cage. He does a sunset flip out of a corner, and, and then for the quick roll up, the one, the two, and the three. Just what? That was a because like I thought it was our shit was already wild with the the Dario Hernandez meeting. And then Mac just like flatly squashed Cage, and I was like, "What? The absolute shit is going on tonight? Holy Crazy. fuck! They, the the penultima lucha is going wild. They they no, you idiots! It's not ult. It it's not supposed to be ultima yet. It's supposed to be penultima. Save save the crazy shit for next. I don't know. Well. Uh, We'll get to that, won't we? Yeah, because because Mac or not Mac Cage, of course, shockingly is bigly mad about this, and so he starts just hitting on Mac. Well, hit, hitting Mac, not hitting on Mac. That'd be a very I mean, different I, show. I, well, that's true, because but what I mean, because like. Despite all of his rage, he still is just a man named I'm in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I thought of that on the spot. Right I swear now. to God, that's not the first time you've made that joke. Probably not, but I didn't remember to think of it until just now. Oh, my now. God. So, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I probably had rage in a cage before, but I don't probably. think I've explicitly done uh, uh, bullets with butterfly wings. Okay, before. either way. So... They, Cage, so they they just kind of start brawling all over shit. the place. Yeah, Cage yeah. be starting shit. They start fucking brawling all over the place. 
And uh, then, I, wrote, I wrote the LU security finally arrived to get killed. I I, I have to say, uh, yeah, yeah, they 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 show up. I I wrote, um, and it devolves into a street fight, and then. Dario goes on to propose what's essentially literally a street fight for Ultima Lucha. And, you know, I always feel like this shit had to have been planned by Mac and Cage. Like, they both fucking hated each other, but you know what they hated more? The fact that they weren't booked on Ultima Lucha. So they're like, we're gonna fucking give Dario a reason to book us. Are, are you trying to suggest that a wrestling match might have been fixed? No, I would never. That is sacrilegious. That never happens. Wrestling is is real. Stop! Shut! Shut up, mom! It it it's not fake. It's all real. It's real to me. Yeah. So Dario, they're they're pulled apart at like the top of the stairs, and Dario is said if they want to fight so bad, Dario is going to find everything he can, put it around the ring, and let them fight it out. Yeah, uh, because now is when Dario does the in-ring explanation about Ultima Lucha being starting next week. Because yes. again, as to remind everybody, is that they do these pre-tape vignettes that are not seen by any sort of live audience. So nope. we, so for the TV audience, we get the explanation twice. But it is it's important for the live audience to understand the Lucha Ultima Lucha starts a week yes. early, and they will. Oh, and Dar and Mac versus Cage will open the next Ultima Lucha with a Falls Count Anywhere match. Yes. Okay, so not technically a street fight by name, but but it's it's a street fight. You could just also pin your opponent wherever the fuck you want. Yeah. And then Dario announces that he will be revealing the meaning of the medallions right now. Yep. And there might have been there might have been a commercial break, but yes. There was a commercial break in between. Uh right now he- after commercial. And he explains that the seven ancient medallions oh my God, representing one of the seven Aztec tribes. And I have decided that I will now reveal the seven Aztec tribes of Lucha Underground. Oh my I God. I thought about whether to hide this or not, but now that we literally know what the medallions are. Yeah. Uh, Feels appropriate. tried no i've seen the youtube search okay oh the wikipedia search all right so this is what are alleged apparently the seven tribes the deer tribe the jaguar tribe the eagle tribe the moth tribe the death tribe the reptile tribe and the rabbit tribe what what whoa whoa hold the fuck up what what okay holy shit so all of a sudden knowing that fucking carrion cross shows up in a later season as the white rabbit makes a lot more sense yeah the white that we will get some characters from the rabbit tribe in the future the, the white rabbit uh, uh damn i didn't know fucking bray wyatt was showing up um hey. but, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh so fucking dumb um but uh, um wow okay that's a that's a i love how they have all these animals and then it's just death death god i wonder what side mil devil 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 evil evil you know i wonder if he belonged to the death tribe before all this shit happened like did he grow up in the death tribe and then like you know that fucking earthquake happened and katrina came to get him and he was just there thinking like huh man my tribe name makes a lot more sense now 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, I guess this is what I have to be. Yeah, it's, it feels kind of like I have lineage in the in the Death Tribe, so I have to be kind of on the nose, you know? you know. I mean, Prince Puma is in the Jaguar Tribe. How does that make so? Okay. Uh, I, 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 I it's it, it can be Sorry. presumed that King Cuerno is probably in the Deer Tribe if he is in any of them. Probably. I know we and, get fucking Thunder Rosa and Luchasaurus later on, and as as part of the reptiles. Yes, we. So some of these tribes will have official uh, characters later on, but I'll go. I was gonna go ahead and mention the seven tribes right yeah. now. Yeah, and and uh, our 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 most our most loyal of viewers will no doubt recall that every time these medallions get brought up, uh, I talk about how oh they're cursed. They're definitely cursed. Oh, they're so a hundred percent cursed. Well, apparently, the these these medallions, these seven medallions, are no. They're are, not no, 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 no. Let, let me, let me. They, they, they're not cursed. They're worse than cursed. They're money in the bank. <laughs> God, fucking damn it. They, they, these seven try medallions make up the gift of the gods. The gift of the gods, and the gift of the gods is money in the bank. Essentially, is oh Dario reveals the title belt um, with the seven where the seven medallions are placed, and the holder will get a guaranteed title match. Okay, Dario, except, Dario except, explains that there will be no cashing in. He, yeah, he, he very, looks directly very, at the camera and goes, there will be no cashing in. Wink. And everyone in the audience laughs. Yeah. And we he, laugh too. He, <laughs> needs, he will need a week to promote a title match. He's like, um, I actually like to promote my stars. And everyone in the audience goes, ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. But be careful as... If you hold on to it too long, you could lose the belt in a match like any other belt. Oh my god. And then and after the belt is used, the medallions will be vacated and the fight for them will begin again. I knew. Oh my god. Okay. Introduced, the... You are introduced to the third and final title belt of Lucha Underground, the gift of the gods title. I love the there are only these three. They don't even have a normal tag team belt. No, it's the it's the world champion, the trios champion, and the gift of the gods. Okay, I need to run this back though, all the way back to when one of the early times when Dario, dearest Dario, was talking about the medallions, and he's monologuing about them to Matanza, and he says to Matanza, "You know, with the power of these medallions combined." This could make someone even more powerful than you are, which I thought was going to be some magic bullshit, but apparently all it takes to be more powerful than Matanza is to have the magic power of top contendership. Yeah, I've had to sit on what these medallions have meant for quite a while, haven't I? Yeah! What the fuck, Austin? I just kind of let you have this long-running idea of what these what these medallions. Well, because are of the way he talked about them early on, mm -hmm. was like, okay, these are magic medallions, and they literally grant you like magic powers or some shit. And I'm like, okay, so they're definitely like fucking cursed. Because why would Dario just give magic powers that could make someone more powerful than his brother to like randos in his temple, half of whom he 
fucking hate. Well, it gives you the power of the gods to challenge for the lucha. To challenge for the lucha. Ah, yes. The most powerful of, of, of deific abilities is the ability to challenge for the title belt of a underground fight club. Okay. Now, to be fair, this underground fight club has always had a little bit of magic to it. But, but like, not, not, not that, not, not like that, not, what, 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 what was the, the whole line about this will make you more powerful than Matanza thing about? What? This is something I, I think I will be cape taking notes on because I do like your theory of the medallions being cursed. And so yeah. perhaps we should consider where these characters, all the people who, who wield the, the belt in the future, what happens to them as we go along? Well, I know they're going to definitely be, some of them are at least going to be going up against fucking Matanza, but like, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So oh my God, that, but yeah, that's that, the magic power fucking contendership. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, all right. This is reminding you this is a wrestling show. This is a, uh, indeed a wrestling show. And so the first holder of the belt will be the seven wrestlers who had a medallion fighting in a seven-way match. And obviously, every time they give the belt in a, vacate, a vacated belt, over after, obviously every time they collect the medallions, they're going to do that again. They're going to do a seven-way to determine the champion. Yeah, I love how convoluted the process is for this. Like, okay, so you you get the belt, and then once the belt is used to challenge, then it, all the medallions are taken the fuck out. You gotta get all the medallions back again, and then go for the fucking belt again. Like, we can't just keep the medallions in there. We gotta disperse the medallions back yeah, out you again. Have to re we have to have seven more matches to figure out who has the medallions now. <laughs> Holy shit. That's so fucking convoluted, Dario. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, and so uh, a, uh, Dario, he calls out the wrestlers who have the medallions to come and place them in the belt. And it's a whole big ceremony to it. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they place their... they. They they place their their medallions in the belt and they clearly like stick in there with magnets. But Vamp is over here treating this shit like ancient magic. Okay, I will get to that in a minute. Okay, but I did first note is when he announces Big Rick, Matt Stryker decides to go bigger, 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 big Rick, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Joe, he's he's just having fun. Let let him yeah. let him have his fun. Okay. So all the. All the baby faces and all the heels, all the baby faces stand on one side, yep. which is uh, Sexy Star, Bengala, and Aerostar. And the heels, Jack Evans, Big Rick, and uh, King Cuerno all stand on the other side of the ring. And Vampiro claim, while they're doing this belt, putting the, the, the medallions in the belt, Vampiro claims that back in the day, a belt would decide who was the ruler of the Aztec tribes. Oh, and yeah. This is after Stryker has said that, that Vampiro has educated him on ancient Aztec tradition. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That thing that Vampiro... Is they so competed, clearly know so much about not a fucking crown or anything 
yeah, like no. that. What determined the the who was the who was the ruler of the tribes was a literal fucking belt that is reminiscent of modern wrestling title belts. Look, the wrestling is a proud like we people have been title wrestling for for since the dawn of time i guess you know, we did learn that last week on bleachers bloops and whatever yeah baby yeah coliseum bleachers bloops <laughs> it just the name keeps getting dumber every time uh yeah no, look back in the days of the ancient no even before the days of the coliseum my man goddamn cavemen all right were there fashioning title belts out of stone or bark or whatever the fuck to to like award each other for fights uh and they all had gimmicks and they all had entrance music that was that was played by the local like music tribe or fucking whatever sure um on primitive bongos and it (laughs) i this is this is just history austin and don't be like hernandez fucking educate yourself i i guess that's true i'm out here kind of refusing to, I am accepting historical revisionism because it fits my pre-established worldview. Yeah, yeah. Shut, 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 check your privilege. You're, you're correct. I'm sorry. God damn. Uh, Learning so much about about cultural sensitivity on tonight's lucha, on tonight's noobs and knockouts, folks. I, I'm so glad you're you're here for this very important episode. Yeah. All right. So back to the show, Dario. Yes. After the six medallions have been put in, Darius cannot help but snicker to himself about how Phoenix got destroyed by Mil Muertes. So he sucks to suck. We're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Is Dario announces there will be a battle royal tonight to determine who has the final medallion. Yeah. And, but, and, and then he, he announces that. And then he's alive. Rising from the ashes. Yeah, rising from the ashes. It's a phoenix. Yeah, what the fuck? Phoenix has arrived. He is in the Kenny Omega black compression shirt. Yeah, baby. Are you ready to go? (laughs) And Dario looks pissed as fuck, pissed off about this. He's like... he, he he, He had so many plans to screw Phoenix here. So... But he he wheels he runs he he kind of he kind of runs with he's it. He's supposed to be dead. dead. Yeah, weird. Yeah, weird. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you caught on with that. Uh, oh, hey, that fucking takes place in ancient Azteca. That's actually Dar- perfect. Look. Dario he Dario should have simply like turned Phoenix into a beetle, then put that beetle into a box. <laughs> A flea, actually, but yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't and remember. Put that the box whole inside way. of another box, mail that box to himself, and then smash it with a hammer. Correct. That's what he should have done. Absolutely. Uh, but think instead, this through, buddy. Dario is feeling generous. So he lets Phoenix enter the battle royal to win his own medallion back. Yeah. Okay. Well, battle royal. Except you only win by pinfall or submission. Yeah, so it's a battle royal, but after there, when there's only two people left, it turns back into a singles match. And so I took the time to write down every single member of the battle royal. And I got to say, it's not hard to guess who wins this match, even just by listing the names off. So yes. the competitors in this match are Phoenix, 
Famous B, Masquerita Sagrada, Divari, hey. Marty the Moth, Killshot, Superfly, Arhenis, Ricky Mandel, and Vinny Massaro. You know, I'm rooting for fucking Vinny Massaro over here, okay? He is going to be a top-tier jobber soon enough around here. Oh, really? He's well, yeah, be... look, he was set to be one before before fucking Penta broke his arm. He's already the funniest jobber dude who, like, he is already, like, slobby New York stereotype. Oh, and he's, he's we're great. Going deep, we're going deeper in on it eventually. He's great. Yeah, he is a he is a SoCal indie legend. That's why he's here. He's one oh, of well, that guys, rules. He's one of those guys who's a long timer on the S- Southern Cal indie scene, and that's why he's part he's part of this show. You know what? That's nice. That's 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 mm-hmm. nice to see. Even if he's just going to be jobbing to all these other guys, like it's it's nice to see someone like be able to to get a little more kind of like eh, I mean, as as mainstream as El Ray can be, right? Screen time, you yeah. know, it's better than nothing. All right, we get a Dario Credo. Ring the bell! Ring the bell! Yeah, all right. Uh, I have did not write down who hit this move. I think it was our Hennis hit it. But somebody hits a pedigree, and of course, early in the match, and of course, fucking Van, Matt Stryker goes, pedigree, it works every Monday night! Hey! Which Triple uh, H also Van, Stryker is still quite anymore. salty that he was let go from WWE. But also, also uh, Triple H doesn't work and doesn't wrestle in WWE anymore. At the time, yeah, well, yeah, well, it, look, stri- it's it's Striker. It's been a hot second since Striker was let go. Okay, he, he's he's kind of behind the times. Oh no, this was Famous B who did it because Famous B apparently is here to do doing parodies of other wrestlers gimmick because Famous B hits the pedigree. And then he does the Hulk Hogan leg drop, dude. Yeah, dude. Famous B. The uh, you know what? The only wrestler whose whose leg drop I I recognize uh, because he doesn't mutter the n word under his breath every time don't, he does it. Don't do my leg drop, dude. Because I dude. wouldn't want you to date my daughter, brother. True. True. The fucking antithesis. The anti-Hulk Hogan is Famous B. I'm here for that. Propel him to the top of the company, actually. Oh, Famous just, B seems you, fucking even better just, than Benny Massaro. You wait for Famous oh. B in season two. Oh, yeah, baby. Famous oh, B I'm does, ready. If Famous B doesn't become one of your favorite characters on this show immediately in season two, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. I already love Famous B. I remember when he first got Famous B, and I was like, this guy seems fucking great. And you were like, yeah, he, he gets a lot of good shit in season two. And I was like, hell yeah, brother. So, yeah, g- give me more. Give me more. Absolutely. Yeah. Phenomenal. And then v- Famous B fucking throws out Ricky Mandel and Arhenis. Yeah, yeah, dude was dude was doing fucking executions here. My, how far our Hennis has fallen. Yeah, I know. What the fuck happened to him? He used to be like the jobber at one, like the one A level jobber. You know, yeah, I know. Still a jobber, but like better than the rest of them. Who the fuck are you now? Just like who the fuck are you? Yeah, I I feel like our Hennis is one of those guys where he has he has no like. He, he doesn't have a ton of personality and he's not, he doesn't really have an identifiably fun lucha gimmick. So yeah. he's just kind of here. 
And Arhenes also exists. <laughs> yeah. This is where I'd put then, my gimmick if I had one. Yeah, so I made note of Killshot murders Vinny Massaro, LOL. Yeah, he and then... Ab- and he, then, like, digs the shit out of him. God damn. Then, yeah, kill, then, Killshot... Then, Killshot to, goes to the top rope like a dumbass. And a Davari, fucking idiot. And Davari just pushes him off the top rope and out of the ring. Walkity walkity walk. And then Davari throws out Vinny Massaro too, just for the heel heat, I guess. Yeah, why not? Hey, I, I'm deeply offended, all right, that, that Vinny Massaro got eliminated, all right? I was rooting for him. I was pulling. And then Mascarita Sagrada does a monkey flip to throw Superfly onto the apron and off the apron, but then also he, like, eliminates himself doing this. Yeah. I think, didn't they do that kind of, like, on purpose? Didn't they play that up as, like, Mascarita just fucking hates this guy or whatever? Or am I crazy? I did not catch the commentary on this. Okay. May, may, that, 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 I... I, they they might have just been like, ah, oh, man, that masquerade is a fucking dumbass. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's entirely possible. So the final four is now Phoenix, Famous B, Marty, and and uh, and Divari. And that's a hell of a lineup. Hell yeah, Famous B does the. Famous B's like, how did I get here? I I he is punching above weight tonight, boys. Hell yeah, brother. Famous B does the skin the cat, which is where when you get thrown over the top rope and you hang onto the top rope and you ju- and you you just barely don't get don't, your feet don't touch the floor. Oh, and he's so hanging out like, for dear life. Ba- so you like backflip yourself back into the ring. Oh my god, he was he was so close, dude. That man was about mm-hmm. was about to touch the yeah. ground and he just holding. It on takes by the it takes the double team feet. move of Marty and Davari. To throw out the mighty famous B. He's too powerful. You gotta, you gotta double team him, or it's just not a fair fight, you yeah. know. So, Davari and Marty decide try to double team Phoenix to kind of like take him out. But Phoenix fights them off and throws out Davari, and the final two is we're Phoenix left with the Phoenix versus Marty. And, Marty and I'm not gonna Marty. lie, dude. You said it was obvious. I was a little concerned that Marty was going to get I do, this I do think that, like, if it, if anyone could have reasonably actually won this match except Phoenix, it would be Marty. It would be Marty. Marty's coming for that belt at some point. I can feel mm-hmm. it. But uh, also, why the fuck do Marty's tights look like dirty underwear? Like, they look like slightly soiled tidy whities and it makes me uncomfortable and i feel like that had to have been on purpose right i think a little bit he he he, he get he he like they're like they, off white and they look vaguely rumpled yeah he's gonna get he'll get different attire eventually oh good uh we get kill the moth chance uh True. the crowd starts so uh, I made an, I don't remember how he threw Phoenix over the top rope and out of the ring, but like Marty threatens to do like a tope suicida and then he like fakes it and doesn't. And I laugh. Yeah. That's funny. It kind of, it would have worked better if like you had a, this were a match where you didn't have to win by pinfall or submission. That could have been like trying to bait Marty into like eliminating himself. But then he knew better, mm-hmm. but sure. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, Marty, I mean, Marty uses strength to throw Phoenix around a little bit. Yeah. But Phoenix is able to like counter him and get and hold him down uh, for the three count. And Phoenix has now won the medallion twice. Thank God. But 
Phoenix runs up the stairs and places the medallion in the belt. Dario comes out of his office to glare and be big mad about this. I don't know why, what he's so upset about. His fucking Infinity Gauntlet got filled. This should be a happy day for him. Because whatever, um, he Phoenix can't win. No! Yeah, he hates Phoenix for reasons. Well, because, same reasons he I mean, hates he, every babyface who works for him. Yeah, Phoenix is one of the purest babyface. He is. He doesn't even like to wrestle women. That's how pure of a babyface he is. Oh my! See that that does that that actually does win him some bad points with me. That's that's fucking cringe. But the women are just as capable. Squad W, fuck you. Right. So then, Striker and Vampiro run down the Ultima Lucha card. I will not bring it up. They they do this a couple times in these two episodes. Yeah. So I'm not going to bring it up now. Uh. Uh, Puma comes down to the ring in a hoodie. They, and they and seem his, really convinced he's going to speak tonight. his black mask. I didn't remember that he debuted this so early. But instead of his normal orangey yellow mask, it is now black with red highlights. He's he's in mourning. He, he fucking fucking the the Conan died. He, he's got he's got to wear that for a year to properly mourn before he finds another I, coat. I literally wrote striker taking away my jokes by calling black the color of mourning. Uh, um, also, I, going back to them running down the Ultima Lucha card, one thing I will bring up from that um, mm. is Tejano versus versus Blue Demon is set, and I will I will give him this. I can't remember. If, I, it was probably Striker who said it. Striker actually had a pretty fucking dope line about it, where he says the sons fight the war of their fathers. Which okay. I, I, this, th that matchup uh, fucking annoys me because it feels so contrived, but the sons fight the war of their fathers is a pretty fucking dope way to describe it's, it. That kind of gets me on board. With yeah, it's the one, it's one of those things that is, is kind of best done in Lucia Libre because of the culture of like you, of, of, of giving your sons your mask and them going by the name of going under Junior or El Hijo Day, whatever yeah. your name is. Like, because that, like, idea of lineage and fathers and sons is so prevalent in Lucha Libre specifically, it does kind of work really well in this Absolutely. context. Absolutely. That was mm -hmm. that was dope. I will give it to them. Mm -hmm. uh, so P Puma is about to say something, and oh, here comes Katrina. And wow, look, Mel Mortez comes in to interrupt Puma before he even start talking. What a shock. And Puma, he sees them. And then he puts the mic down. <laughs> so hey. no talking. So no, no talking. talking. And no he puts talking. down the mic. Wow, no way. We will hear him talk eventually. And I will know when he talks. But. Damn, I, that's, that's all. That's, that's almost disappointing. Because I kind of wanted that to go into a, like, self-parody levels. I he, wanted he to go into the stratosphere. He doesn't talk very often. I think it's because it's extremely obvious that he is not a kid from Boyle Heights if he talks. He, he under the mask, he is a popular indie and now WWE wrestler, Ricochet, who is from, oh, shit. who is from Kentucky. What so, the fuck? No, he wait, what? Wait, what? What? Wait, wh what? He's Ricochet, I, that Ricochet is Prince Puma. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, what? 
He does. Prince Puma does all of Ricochet's moves and everything. I well, I don't. I'm not terribly familiar with Ricochet. I just kind of know vaguely about him. What? What the fuck? Wait, that's so insane. Yeah. So he very obviously doesn't sound like some kid born and raised in Boyle Heights who would be a like Mexican cultural icon. Hispanic. Yeah. So we. So we, if, as long as he just doesn't talk. We can keep the illusion going. That's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. What? That's insane. Okay. Wow. So that uh, today I learned. Yeah. Uh, um. We wild. Um. So so yeah. So Mill and Katrina and the putties come to crash the party and new lore drop. Uh, apparently the puckies are the putties are just fucking invincible so long as katrina's holding the stone aloft oh yeah they're so, powered up by the rock just the way like just like the real is yeah yeah so it really just all depends on how long it takes for katrina's arm to get tired yeah mil muertes was styling in that suit though i feel like that was important to know oh that was that was that's a dope suit, suit. that's a all dope right. suit mil uh, suit is great there's the i really like the aesthetic of luchadors in suits that shit always absolutely looks so awesome all right, so I made note that Stryker tries to make an allusion to Moses, and then he mixes his metaphors by saying that uh, Prince Puma is, is going to fight for forty days and forty nights. That's that's that's, that's Noah. 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 That's was, Noah, guys. Moses was what was that? Forty years in the desert, or was that thirty years? I don't even. Was Moses, it that long? I don't even yeah, know it was Moses, that long. Now Moses like spent like the rest of his life fucking around in the desert. So well, he did that uh, twice because like he he exiled himself from Egypt, went to the desert, came back, and then went the fuck back into the desert uh, to to find the promised land. But then he died for the command. God God was mad at him or something. God was like, "I'm not gonna let you be find the promised land. You're gonna wander around like a dipshit for." Yeah, Moses did like some vaguely offensive shit, and God was like, "I took that personally." Yeah. Anyway. Point being, Stryker fucked up the metaphor uh, here. What a the shock. Biblical illusions. Yeah. So but the point is, is that Puma takes out the disciples of death on his own and yep. still wants to fight Mill. Mill runs in. Uh, Puma spin kicks Mill. He looks Katrina dead in the eye, does the throat slash from the top rope, and hits Mill with a 450. 450. Somehow, because like, since when the fuck is Mill that susceptible to being dicked on like that? That said, the power it, of grieving is yeah, going, I guess is 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 put Puma. It you know this is all about showing Puma can fight back from Mill. No, I know. I it like okay. I'm of two minds about it. Where one part of my mind is like, you know, it doesn't make a whole lot of kind of like canonical sense considering how OP Mill has been shown to be, especially post-resurrection. But that said, even if that doesn't make sense, a much more story-driven part of my mind is just thinking it's fucking, it's a dope way to make it feel like there's actually hope for Puma in this match, despite kind of how inevitable his fall is. This is a and then. Spot. Yeah, it's a hope spot. It's like a premature hope spot. But then, so he fucking 450s onto Mill and then does like a fucking Spider-Man ass backflip or something. Yeah, that's his ricochet taunt. I was like, yeah, I know who you are under there, kid. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, it's Spider Man ass. Yeah, he like he backflips. He does like a backflip from Spider Man pose. Yeah, like he backflips into the ropes and then like flips into like the like Spider Man crouch. And And he's staring down Katrina. Katrina's like, and the episode ends. And it does. I have to say the the I don't know if this was like just a a editing mistake or if this was on purpose but it'd be dope if it was fuck uh, dope as fuck if it was on purpose because they the the outro graphic for lucha underground once the episode's over it shows the lucha underground logo and it does like this like sound like it does in the Mm -hmm. beginning but like this time the outro graphic was like eerily quiet it was like and i'm like whoa that's like a that's a thing i have no idea if that was intentional or not it'd be really cool though it was dope as shit. Mm-hmm. So we get to episode 38, Ultima Lucha Part 1. And, yep. Uh, because of technical difficulties and also me needing to write down every bit of dialogue in this scene. We, wrote uh, the, we, we, we watched, we watched this, shit this a few times. Like a few times, yeah. Um, but we are, in the, we are back in the cages. Black Lotus is doing pull-ups. And Dario comes in in a nice tuxedo. Some some jazz smooth jazz music hit. Yeah, you think he pipes that shit in like through the through the 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 the, the pipes of the dungeon to like keep Matanza sedated or some shit. That would be an interesting idea. Like, like the only out- thing keeps Matanza from breaking out of his cage is is by blasting Careless Whisper at him a bunch. We have found the secret. Absolutely, how to tame uh- the beast. Yeah, so Dario was hoping that his this time in here with his brother would give her a change of heart. Her response is to like flip him off and then spin kick the light bulb in her cell. Which okay, that's a choice. I don't know why you think yeah, that's gonna so, be sort of a so Dario Cueto proceeds to explain about Oh him. oh wait, wait, I'm so sorry, I gotta I gotta write this down sorry. how I wrote because how I wrote that exchange was Dario offers Lotus champagne, Lotus offers Dario the bird. <laughs> a but yeah yeah so, uh, okay. so dario explain no talk decides to start talking about pit bulls uh and he says that pit bulls were pit not bull. natural pit bull we're my, not naturally my, my, gen- my generation's favorite musical artist pit bull yeah 305 darling <laughs> um, yes so he notes that pit bulls are not naturally violent dogs but men hurt them and 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 turned and turned them into beasts and i don't know if that's proper history of domestication of animals but i wouldn't be totally shocked if that were true i would be totally shocked no no but anyway he use he's using this as a metaphor for his brother and mm-hmm. he talks about how when his dad when dario's father was running uh fight clubs he used he, he used matanza as the monster, as his ringer, and how he hurt a lot of people with r- working for his father, mm-hmm. but it not her parents. Yeah. So Dario is over here being like, uh, yeah, Matanza, Matanza's kind of fucked, uh, but he didn't, he didn't kill your parents. And Dario then uh, swears that he's going to spend the rest of his life looking for the real killer. Uh, well, no, it was because he's explained that the real killer. Is yeah, El Dragon, El Dragon Azteca. Azteca. Yeah, he's gonna spend the rest of his life looking for the real killer, El Dragon, El Dragon Azteca. And which, 
I mean, of course, can you really trust Dario's word on this? Uh, look, if you could just if you could trust OJ and Johnny Cochran's word about the real Curly, you can trust Dario's too. Dario will show how the how the glove does not fit. Fit. And you must therefore you must acquit. You must acquit. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a perfect one-to-one. Yeah. All right. So he explains that Lotus's father was the leader of the triad in Hong Kong. So now we're getting into organized crime. Yeah. (laughs) He ran a fellow some Yakuza. I would like to point out that to my knowledge, Black Lotus is not Chinese and neither is any of the women we'll see from the Black Lotus tribe later. Yeah, okay, I was the, wondering yeah, about that. I was like, Black wait, Lotus is she triad. actually is she actually I, Chinese? I don't think. I think I think Uh oh. Let me relook. I looked this up when we were watching it, and now I gotta go back and look it up again. All right. Let's see. I Let's guess see. I don't know, but she is she was Okay, she has been well. That she being billed from Hong Kong does not mean anything because that's not it doesn't mean jack shit. She was probably billed like that as Black Lotus, but she is Canadian at the very least. Oh well, shit. Well, so I don't, I don't know if I guess I'll be fair and say I don't know if she is Chinese, but we will meet other wrestlers in the Black Lotus Triad, and I know for a fact they aren't. Uh oh, that's Uh, funny. Anyway, they were basic, basically the dryad, the Black Lotus Triad, as they are called, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, were rivals to El Dragon Azteca's gang of mercenaries, as Dario put it. And so El Dragon Azteca had her parents killed so that he could then take her under his wing and she could become an apprentice to El Dragon Azteca. So that is yeah. the story that Dario is going with for what happened to her parents. And for some reason, so so he's like, now, excuse me, I have a show to run. And she like turns to her, her wall where she has an outline of a man that she punches. And two observations. First of all, the editing seems to imply that she kind of buys this for some reason. Um, yeah, I, she, 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 she seems to take Dario's word here. At face value, um, which like, why? I know I trust the man that has locked me in a cell for weeks. Hey, he offered her champagne. He's got to be a nice dude. I, if I had to try to reason it out, is that enough of Dario's story is true? Like the stuff about the Black Lotus. I could see, like, my interpretation of it is that, like, the stuff about the Black Lotus Triad and potentially El Dragon Azteca having a gang being true could lead her to think that like maybe the rest of it is true plus dario isn't pretending that matanza hasn't murdered a bunch of people he's just saying not your parents i guess i don't know i get i what what i guess kind of uh fucking cracks me up about about all this is like man El dragon azteca was right black lotus was not ready to fucking strike out on her own if she's really wasn't that easily manip- imprisoned and manipulated. Yeah. No, as Dragon El Dragon Azteca was completely correct in his assessment of Black Lotus. Why are <laughs> you booing me? I'm right. So Dario, as he walks away, he's like, hey, I know the truth hurts, and he holds up his key, but it can also set you free. Set you free. 
And so yeah. Black Lotus starts angrily punching the wall. Which looks weirdly uh, pliable in some shots for being supposedly concrete. Well, it's 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 supposed to show how strong Black Lotus is that she could theoretically punch the wall down. But like it doesn't look like but it doesn't really like, like there are a couple of shots where like the way it ricochets against her fist is like, okay, that's wood. That's clearly mm. wood. <laughs> like it's it like there's a difference between like making cracks appear in the wall and doing like a shaky cam effect and like the way the fucking wall wiggles as she punches it in some shots. Mm-hmm. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. So then we get the rundown of tonight's matches. I made Okay, okay, okay. Game. Sorry, sorry. I got I gotta throw an observation because I had this I had this thought as mm-hmm. we like because we go into you know show proper and the opening credits are rolling, and I just realized they should fucking list Dario Cueto among the executive producers. Like, I know everybody knows that Kayfabe is a is a thing at this point, but like you know, if you're gonna have your like kayfabe GM here, who's apparently like fucking stacked, just like go the extra mile and add them to the executive producers list. Why the fuck not? I don't think it's gonna get you in legal trouble for like adding a kayfabe name to the executive producers list. Like that'd be a that'd I don't be, know. That'd be funny. Put that'd be a great. That'd there. be a great detail. Ah well. Anyway, yeah. okay. Yes, running down. So the- they they run down the card. I made a specific note that they called fun and dysfunctional as we have called them this whole time team havoc yeah like, what the fuck? that's bad name Lame. bad name we also vampiro doesn't know what the fuck a dark match is yeah he explained he's like this we got some dark matches and like no no, no. these matches are televised these aren't dark matches uh yeah no what why why are you calling them they're like I, I don't know. I guess they're your equivalent of a buy-in. Call them that shit. Why are you calling mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah. So as was mentioned last week, the first episode, the first match of the episode is the Mac versus Cage in Falls Count Anywhere. Mac comes out and Cage jumps him on the stairs. Let's get it on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, this they, is very they much, go this right very much a we're it. just doing. There is this is really just a while we're doing spots match. Oh yeah, dude! I don't understand the fucking what. What is people's damage? I see this discourse all the time. What the fuck is people's damage with like quote unquote spot monkeying? Because every time I see what people bitch about is spot monkeying, it's just dope. Like here, shit was just cool the whole time through, and I don't understand all the people, all all the fucking members of the IWC that are like. Oh yeah, you fucking you fucking spot monkey with all your loving all your spot like that's what wrestling is, you dipshits, and it's great. Yeah, it's 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 this idea that like too many moves is not doing moves, but is just not real wrestling because there's there's no psychology or story to it, and it's a lot of people who complain about it complain about it as if it's a binary thing of like let more moves is less story which is okay so literal baby big. brain literal it's baby very brain. Okay. very smooth brain bullshit yes yeah ab- absolutely so so anyway so yeah cage assaults mac and takes and, and he fucking takes mac immediately to the roof of doom as like yeah so we got the, the other since roof. phoenix got fucking yeeted through it i call it the storage roof is how i refer to it because the other roof is dark that's, that's also but fair. also roof of doom i 
Yeah. Uh, and then and then they go. They to, go on the bleachers. Uh, they go on the, on the bleachers. bleachers to the, the the bleachers, which Stryker himself dubs as the bleachers that house the asses of the believers. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Yeah. Line? So Mac hits a fallaway slam onto the wooden bleachers. That's oh my as god. Shit. They get they fight down yep. to the stairs and Willie Mac uh spears Cades through the storage through a, door. Through the storage door. The fans start holy chanting shit, holy shit. Begin. And 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 Vamp's like, ah, the fans are speaking in French. What? Wait, wait, is that a fucking I just that's a goddamn pardon my French joke. Yes, Vampiro, is. you dweeb. hmm Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, so, so yeah. Bry, uh, they they brawl around in the storage unit. Cage grabs a fire extinguisher to, and, and a course, stop sign. Striker is right all on normal it with the things to have in your storage room. Well, Dario did say he was gonna find anything he could and just put it in the ring area, side area. How about that? He's like, yeah, uh, we'll just throw a stop sign in this random storage closet. Why not? Yeah. So Cage th- uses the extinguisher on Mac, and of course. Stryker is right there to be like, and the fire of these luchadors will not be extinguished. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Stryker so has learned that, that sometimes you make fun puns on commentary. He hasn't learned how not to make them fucking forced. Oof. We want tables chance. The fucking psychos break out as these guys are brawling in front of the seats now. Uh, Mac pulled like a wooden board out of the storage closet and he's been holding it this whole time and he breaks it over Cage's back to like take him down for a minute. And then Mac, he like goes, I think, what was it behind, like behind Dario's office? He like finds a cooler. Yes. He He hits Cage in the face with a cooler. And then he like looks what's in it and he gets Miller lights and they're like, hey, yeah, he does his best goddamn it. stone cold impression. He does. He, po- he pops the beer. He drinks the beer. And then he hits <laughs> the old stone, the old stone cold stunner. <laughs> and, and cage goes flopping about like, Oh wait, no, that's Vince. No, never mind. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, but it had both cans and bottles in it. And before long, cage is back up. Cage kicks out of the stunner. Matt- so Cage yeah, Cage picks Cage up. Mac picks up the glass bottle, hits Shatters it over the it. back of Cage's net head, and Cage no Cage sells fucking it. no sells Which, it. That's gonna be a, a, a reoccurring character trope is no selling bottle shots to the head. That's sick as fuck. Moot, dude, the 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 number one thing you gotta know about the cage is he's got a hard goddamn head, okay? Honestly, yep. I believe it. That dude's skull looks sturdy as fuck. Yeah. So then they're they're brawling near the ringside area. Mac hits a sit-out powerbomb through the table that had been set up from the top rope. Kick out at two. As they continue to brawl back up the stairs, they get on top of the... Mac grabs the garbage can while they're up here. And Mac hits... uh, he, He slams Brian Cades onto the trash can, onto Dario's roof, kick out at two. And then this, and then this is where the beginning of the end is here. I think. Because oh yeah. Dark Cage fights back. He he has a discus clothesline over the barrier on the roof into where the fans stand. And then he grab he 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 grabs Max, suplexes him back onto the roof. 
for a two count. But then on top of this roof, there just happened to be a couple of cinder blocks. And <laughs> just, just, you know, just out of casually hanging out over there. You know, not, not a machination of Dario whatsoever. So Dar Cage wins this match by taking the Mac and curb stomping him through a cinder block. Holy fuck, dude. Yeah, that shit got nuts. I I lost my mind when that happened. Mm -hmm. What in the fuck? Yep, it was fucking crazy. That shit was insane. I like how? How do you do that? It's I don't besides it not being a real cinder block. Well, I, I don't it. I don't know, man. Fucking, fucking the, the I'll make a man out of you segment in Mulan. There, those those motherfuckers were breaking cinder blocks with their heads. Maybe it was legit. Maybe Mac did the whole make a man out of you training sequence. You don't know that. I don't know how the fuck do you take a shot like that? I, like I don't know. Maybe they're tricked out, but that that shit looked kind of sturdy to me. And I don't know how the fuck you could make like a replica cinder block like that. That that would it definitely break definitely in a way that looks. definitely breaks and looks like a cinder block. Yeah, like powders up and shit. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool shit. But yeah, the Matt Cage wins, and the first match of Lucha of Ultima Lucha, just a really fun, crazy false count anywhere match. That was insane, dude. Holy shit, mm -hmm. the way that ended. Also, I gotta say, Striker toward the end of this match talks about like you know, shout out to how fucking goaded the 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 camera team is for just being able to follow the action anywhere the fuck it goes in the temple and honestly yeah he makes a great point the camera guys are great i i'm sorry for making fun of your cin cinematography you guys you guys do good work keep keep it up oh i'll be yeah. less mean to you in the future yeah so that is the first match of ultima lucha we get a card rundown of part two the next night. I will just wait till the end and, we'll talk, and I'll mention like what the matches are after this, uh, after we get through the whole show as a reminder. But then after this match, number two is the trios title match, the disciples of death versus son of havoc, Ivelisse and on Helico, the team fun in dysfunctional. Which they refuse to call them. I we're we're we are the only ones who know the correct name. Get the fuck out correct. of here. Yeah. Speaking of knowing, yeah, not it's, knowing it's, it's, it's time names. of the match is going to make me the most sad. Hmm. And in turn, now as I was speaking of not knowing the correct names, uh, the disciples of death. Uh, we, uh, I, I don't still don't remember any of their names. I actually I know, uh, Sinestro de la Muerte. That's who I remember. I remember El Barrio Negro because I'm like, why the what? It feels weird to be to have a guy named the Black Neighborhood. Uh, I don't know if I'm comfy with that. But they have they have leveled up their look. They are they yeah. now have new skull masks. That yeah, are a, also a fucking a fucking colored. Dark Order tier mask upgrade. Jesus. Yeah, they they also are colored now, so you could technically tell them apart. The <laughs> technically being the key because, word there because in Stryker, theory because striker did not make an effort to, diff to tell you who has which mask Who's who no so not it is I, I, all my notes are purple mask gold mask and silver mask i appreciate that you made an effort at all to do that shit <laughs> um because i didn't even take notes of of the colors i was just like 
oh yeah, those are some guys with skulls in their heads doing some shit in the ring. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even go to your low. I, I congratulate you for even like taking notes of the colors because I'm just like, yep, that's that's a, that those are some dudes in masks yeah. that have skulls on them. Yeah, so then fun and dysfunctional come out. Ivalice is still injured. Uh, she is on crutches in this match. And of course, it is a tornado tag match, which means there is no tagging in and out. All three members of each team fight at all times, which is, of course, means that they cannot protect Ivalice during the match. Yeah. Hmm, I wonder. Wonder why they did that. Wonder why Dario set it up that way. Maybe because he hates all baby faces ever. Yeah, so yeah. the disciples quickly kind of like take advantage of of the weekend of the fact that their that their opponents are weaker in number right now. Even though even though even seem to be like walking fine during some of the previous promos, don't think about it too hard. No, do not consider the backstage in in con, uh, uh, incongruous continuity of this moment. It makes no sense. Make it make sense, Austin. Brain hurty. So, uh, but eventually yeah, the guy. Eventually the guy. Uh, you know, Angelico and Son of Havoc. They they fight back. They're doing dives all over the place. Evilly starts makes good use of her crutches as a weapon. Oh yeah. Well, then they get turned back on her. Whoops. Oof. But then middle of the match, I made a note. They middle of the match. It looks like. You know, Ivalice, like, tries to get in the ring to fight. And I wrote, Purple Mask gets Ivalice in a stretch muffler, which is basically a submission move where you take somebody's leg and, like, wrench it over your neck. Yeah, and oh, it God. Was not, it, was it, was not the, it was not the injured leg, obviously. Cause yeah. In a out of kayfabe sense, that is legitimately injured. So we're not going to do we're, that. We're gonna be we're gonna be a little nice. Pay no attention to how little sense it makes for the putties to be merciful like that. Yeah, but so that looked like a real like oh shit match ending right here moment. But Son of Havoc makes the save and does all yeah baby fancy moves. Mm -hmm. Uh, eventually on Heligo, take is starts brawling up the bleachers with the perp with purple mask yep. and. Purple Mask backdrops on Helico onto the wooden stairs, oh. and he leaves him. And which was terrible mistake on that was a, that, that was your first mistake. Kiddo. You left on Helico in his great in his best environment. Up uh, <laughs> his best environment. Up. <laughs> yeah, as havoc he's havoc and Evilise fighting him off down below, and on Helico jumps on top of the storage roof and jumps straight off onto the entire Disciples of Death, knocking them all down. Oh, yeah, baby. It was so sick. But it yeah. kind of fucks up on Helico, because that dude starts hard bleeding from the mouth. Yeah. Jesus. I wrote, Katrina is standing there menacingly, as she kind of spends a while staring at what's happening. Yeah. Easy, easy there, son. It's just a drawing. <laughs> And so either son, it's just a rock. Yeah. So Katrina roll decides to get into the ring. She gets in the corner where all the disciples were knocked over on the outside. She raises the stone and the disciples I get call up. Hacks. But Ivalice has hobbled her way into the ring on her crutches. And then she throws away the crutches. 
Yeah, right. yeah. And she also calls, she calls out Katrina instead of just sneaking up on her, which I bam. feel like was your first mistake. Yeah, you could have just snuck up and bam, but no, you had to be all like, you know, hey, bitch, and get her attention because, you know, yeah. uh, Ivelisse's ego is too big to just like make a make a thing out of it and then you know you know be, be nice and efficient with it and she immediately pays for it as katrina she tries to hobble up to katrina to attack her and katrina just like chokes her like, katrina yeah. chokes her but then even these like actually manages to do like a fucking arm, arm drag yeah arm drags katrina and gets and like has her in the here has her down is punching her out and, and the rock gets thrown away hope hope spot is here but then katrina counters and she gets on top of Ivelisse. She grabs the rock, hits Ivelisse in the face with the rock. And then she lit and Katrina lifts the rock and gold mask comes in to pin Ivelisse. And the disciples of death have won the trios championships. Yeah, no, I, I, I was like actually like wondering when Ivelisse managed to get one over on Katrina. I was like, what? Oh, Oh, and then as soon as Katrina hopped back on top, I'm like, nope, nope, they're fucked. Um, Katrina Katrina then, of course, licks Ivelisse, and Eric Bischoff clearly wrote this episode because we're getting that HLA. But, hey, um, yeah, so this is the, as they mentioned on commentary, this is the very first title change in Lucha Underground. Yeah, all the other title quote-unquote changes have just been winning the title for the first time. That's kind of yeah. fucking nuts. It, I, I, I mean, it contributes to something I've been talking to for uh, talking about for a lot of this season of like waiting for the other shoe to drop because like we have like major baby faces in control of both the titles and they keep just like managing to fend off threats by the skin of their teeth and you're just like waiting. It's like this awful sense of anticipation for that shit to just topple over. And yeah. oh man, yeah, this was inevitable and it hurt and it hurts to see, but you know, hopefully. Hopefully this isn't the last we'll see of yeah. fun and dysfunctional. Sad to, sad to see him lose the belts, but heck of a story to get him. And then got are injured. And yeah, so that kinda it kind of killed a lot of what they could have done. Yeah, seriously. But, but, you know. And it's impressive that they still managed to do as much as they did as, as mm -hmm. is. Yeah, for sure. But evil, but fun first champions and now the disciples of death. And is this a harbinger of what's to come next time in the in Ultima Lucha Part Two? Oh yeah. And, oh, hmm, I wonder. Dark, darkness is falling in the temple. Darkness falls across the temple. <laughs> yes. So we got we get it after after a commercial break. Striker. I feel like I had to mention this because it was so fucking stupid. Is Stryker and Vampira have some of those Miller lights from earlier? Yeah, they're, they're hitting that product placement hard, dude. They're toasting each other, and then they both are like, Miller light, damn, that's a good beer. I'm like, is and it they're like, oh, it's so tasty. Is it though? Is it a good beer? I look, I guess, I guess if you're a, maybe they're both just eternally college freshmen at heart. That checks that would explain a lot, I think. So we get our main event of the evening, Hernandez and Drago in the Believers Backlash match. And out come first are the Believers with the whips. And now I decided this is the best part to talk about this, is that these were legitimate fans that they had with the whips. And So wait, they, they, this wasn't like central casting people they put in Lucha no. Underground. No, no 
fucking they, way. They, they brought, they used acts, they used actual regulars from the temple. That, wait, holy shit. So what, they just put a sign-up sheet outside of like, hey, you want to fucking beat Hernandez with, with belts? Probably, yeah. And it's and it has been and Hernandez has talked about this in interviews and he and he was like he told them that you better hit me as hard as you can with those whips or I'm gonna kick your ass. No fucking way! That rules, dude. That would be like the coolest shit ever to hear from a. Re- Imagine mm-hmm. a fucking wrestler telling you, "Yeah, please murder me with these belts or I will murder you." I would just like be so fucking starstruck. That would be mm-hmm. dope as fuck. It's absolutely deranged to say in a way, but also that's awesome. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So I, I imagine this is a situation of like, they were told like, here's what you got to do. And anything more specific, the wrestlers will work around it, I guess. Pretty much. Yeah. So the believers got the belts to whip Hernandez and Hernandez and Drago come out and her immediately Hernandez, I think has the wrong idea of what this match is supposed to be. Because yeah. He throws out Drago pretty early. It clearly is his original strategy is like throw out Drago, get him to get whipped. Makes sense. Absolutely. However, the believers help Drago to his, their feet. And everyone starts chanting, let's go Drago. And Hernandez is in the ring stunned. Very confused. Yeah, he, Dario fucking told him, like, yeah, everyone on Twitter is telling me how much they goddamn hate you. And Hernandez is like, yeah, I fucking hate him too. But every time the fans show they're clearly biased and in the tank for Drago here, Hernandez looks, like, deeply scandalized by that fact. He, 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 ex- he, he expected fair play here. He didn't think that this was going to be a handicap match. Dude. That's so, it's so funny. What a fucking bitch, dude. What a dumb bitch. Yeah. You're not even a bitch. You're a really stupid bitch. If you're going into this antagonizing the crowd and telling them like historical inaccuracies, the dragons aren't real and thinking that, ah, yes, what if there's anything this crowd is going to be? It's going to be fair and balanced. TMC and R. Yeah, so I think a lot of this match is kind of a comedy, as Hernandez oh, certainly so plays funny. it very funny for comedy when he goes to the outside of the ring and the crowd. Hey, they felt there. They they beat his ass as hard. Oh my as god! As and he's could. immediately like time out. Time. Now he runs up the stairs of the temple and is like, tries to go on timeout, and some dude chases him up the stairs. Absolutely. Absolutely. It this shit got so funny so quickly, dude. It Hernandez annoys me so much. Like, he's just one of those, he's he's one of those wrestlers where I'm just like, ah, this guy's a bastard, but not in a fun mm-hmm. way. He's just kind of fucking annoying. And so seeing him just like crumple under the belt, like I thought for sure this was gonna be some shit. Where like the fans were straight out of central casting, and like they, they, you know, they were at least somewhat stunt trained, and so like Hernandez mm-hmm. was gonna like get his revenge or whatever, no, and like I really think, hit back. Nah, but like, not. no, he just fucking like crumbled under the belt. Motherfuckers over here talking a big game, and then just gets dicked on. Yeah, uh, I think that I think that's probably the best tell that they were real fans is the fact that he doesn't really try to attack them at any point. Because yeah. they are fans. They don't know how to, you know, take take bumps or anything. Well, well, I will say <laughs> later on, 
later on in the match. Uh, after... well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, yeah. We'll, make a good we'll get to that. But yeah. Uh, and and Hernandez, at one point, I noticed one of the fucking fans is the dude that Hernandez took the belt from in the previous episode. What the fuck? That's Continuity! Great. Yeah, it's the same goddamn guy. Because I thought for sure that it was gonna that that dude was gonna turn out to be like another wrestler or some like mm-hmm. character who would get involved. No, that was just a real fucking fan, and Hernandez stole his belt. And then I wonder if they set up that spot in advance. They had, to yeah, have, then, right? yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. They, that guy they talked about. They that yeah. guy they would talk to and be like, hey, here's what we're gonna do. Yeah, but that guy's there. Also, shout out to our one token female belt haver. Love that. Gotta that. Now that's some fucking diversity, right? There. Most most of the fans look about how you probably imagine wrestling fans yeah. to look. Yeah, there. It's like it's a whole bunch of like dudes decked out in like lucha underground uh, swag, and then there's there's this one like there's this one like ginger chick is looks like in her early twenties mm-hmm. and like a kind of nice like like basic like green kind of like dress like mini dress mm-hmm. it just kind of there with a bell she just looks happy to be here i'm like uh, good good for you buddy yeah all right uh so hernandez finally gets back in the ring and when he's in the ring he kind of starts taking advantage over the match he starts hitting all his big moves he does his dumb strut thing uh i i I, I picked up someone from on the on the uh, on the mic. Pick up a, fa- a care, an audience member on the mic. Going, this is disrespectful, Hernandez. I hate you. He, all I heard was disrespectful, and then that was it. Like it, it, it felt like one of those like you're cutting, you're cutting in and out of someone like going on a rant. It just disrespectful. Yeah, <laughs> That's no. all I caught, which I thought was even fucking funnier than hearing the whole sentence. Just, just that one thing. I hate you. Like, which, but also, like, to be fair, what's disrespectful about this? He's yeah, he's, I don't... he's a wrestler in a match, and you get to beat him with a belt. What's disrespectful? I don't understand. Mm, but it's funny. But either way, anyway. fuck Hernandez. Yeah, so Hernandez, uh, he goes to the top. He goes for a top rope splash, and Drago gets the knees up, and so Drago starts making his com- his big comeback. Uh, Drago does this absolutely insane counter of like a Samoan drop into a DDT. It was wild. Uh, I wrote that Hernandez goes for the spinny drop because he has him. He has him up like over his shoulder, and he's gonna like yeah. spin drop him. And Drago rolls that up into his like fancy pin where he like pins you like with his leg. It's I've not explained it before, uh, it's, and I it's, suppose I should have now. It's pretty it's like sick. A, it's it's a pretty neat like roll-up pin. But oh, Hernandez yeah. kicks out and counters it, and Hernandez he sets up for the old border the toss. The old border toss. And he eats Drago over the top rope onto the believers. And onto some of the fucking believers. Holy so I guess some of them can take bumps, I guess. Which they makes were it like, even uh, more fucking sick. They, they, were like, they, right, were who, those, they were like, okay, who of y'all can catch a man? <laughs> they're like, they're like, all right. So who wants to have Drago? The what uh, whole ass Drago thrown directly onto you? Yep. Hernandez goes for his dive over the top rope, and Drago missed him mid air. 
with Mrs. the dragon yeah, but, breath. Holy shit. That was so dope, dude. He just fucking like and and her net kills her night momentum. He just drops. It's mm-hmm. like a fucking like video game or cartoon or some shit. He gets missed and just goes the fuck down. Dra- oh my god. Striker called it missed from the mystical one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and of course the fence are whipping Hernandez again, and Hernandez goes under the ring. He goes to hide, to hide from them, and of course all the fans immediately start fucking congregating on the other side of the ring. Mm-hmm. Hernandez Drago is like sets up a table while they're doing this comedy shtick, where Hernandez is like pokes his head out from under the under the ring apron and all the fans are there and they start immediately whipping him again and they push hernandez back over to where drago is and drago has found his nunchucks the nunchucks are here this shit just gets better and better oh my god i thought the nunchucks were just a one-off like bullshit thing but no he has the nunchucks and he starts fucking wielding them he breaks his nunchucks in half he does the wah 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 thing with the nunchuck spin thing with the nunchuck as you do oh my god it happened it finally happened lucha underground is fulfilling all of the arts this is the best wrestling show to ever have existed ever Oh my god! Oh my fucking god! Yeah, he does the spinny, the spinny do nunchuck thing, and then he starts whipping Hernandez with the nunchucks until the nunchucks break in half. What? Which? What? What the fuck is? Why are your nunchucks doing that, sir? Shouldn't they be a lot goddamn sturdy? That's how just is how hard he's hitting Hernandez as he broke. Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, this is the tier strength. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that and was then, so that was the best. that is the my favorite thing ever in Lucha Underground Austin. The fact that he actually fucking used the nunchucks during him at number top ten plot twists. All right. Fuck. Oh my god. Okay. So yeah. And then so Drago splat does the splaster Hernandez through the table. He rolls, uh, he rolls him back into the ring and splashes him again for the win. Uh, okay, a thing that uh, I made a note to myself to look this up, but during the match, after like after the table spot, uh, um, um, uh, Vampiro decide mentions that nunchucks are assassination tools, and it's like I, huh? Uh, are they? What? I mean, uh, I, I, I guess if you hit someone like hard enough across like the back or I don't know, maybe the or the head or like maybe the spine, but like, like I, I guess like you could, like, I guess I guess you I guess you would like choke them out with the chain. I mean, I guess yeah. Then that is a practical use for them. I didn't. I never conceived of that, but I that could be a use for them probably uh, i guess per, uh, apparently uh in germany nunchaku are illegal because they are declared a strangling weapon oh uh, well today so, i never realized or thought of before that yeah nunchucks are perfectly feasible for strangulation that's yeah 
All right. To, no, I guess. So I guess they so yeah, I guess, man, they, man, now I know what to do with my nunchucks that I have laying around. Yeah, I uh, strangulation. Yeah. Uh so and apparently nunchucks are illegal to possess in many countries, and in some countries you have to have it be have like a martial artist license to possess that's, nunchucks. That's great i love that that's so i i will of course assume that the dragon man has his proper licensing to own and possess nunchuck to possess you know he has he has all of the important license he has a flying license uh he has a pro wrestling license he he has a wrestler's license and he has a nunchuck license he's a very he's a very steadfast dragon when it comes to his uh his legal forms all right so i just i just noted that vampira made some weird side on side comment about nunchucks as an assassination tool and i was like well he's said stupid stuff before that ended up being correct like yeah the fucking gringo thing that i'm still not explaining how gringos what the gringos i was thinking about that the other day and i was like that's still so fucking wild that's actually true Mm -hmm. so i was like I guess I should look up whether that's historical true or not facts about. that sound like dad jokes. Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, D- Drago wins the match as you'd expect. Um, and so that was a really fun match. That was dope as fuck. This whole episode, I mean, uh, obviously it's Lucha Underground. All the episodes are great, but like this, God, it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, this, this like Lucha, Ultima Lucha part one was sick as fuck. And like, I know we're going to get a lot of, like, dope, like, straight-up matches next episode, but, like, fuck, this episode just kind of, like, stole the show already. Just three completely bonkers, off-the-wall, what-the-fuck matches. I mean, the the middle one was just kind of, like, and eh, it was sad to... It, it wasn't, like, eh, but it was, like... It was mostly just sad to watch Fun and Dysfunctional be stripped of their titles. But overall, like, fuck, this was kind of great. It was. Uh, and so they ran down Ultima Lucha again. So I'll go ahead and remind everybody uh, what's coming next time before we get out of here. Uh, Johnny Mundo versus Alberto El Patron. Uh, Prince Puma versus Mil Muertes for the uh, Lucha Underground Championship. Okay, okay, I need to point this out. In the in the fucking graphic for for Puma versus Mill, they they have like Mills just kind of like you know looking all scary, staring for, but like. Puma's kind of like head down and like tilted toward Mill. It just kind of makes it look like he's going like, wait, who, what the who the fuck is wait, this? Who, who am I fighting? Yeah, wait, wait. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a piece of wait. The fuck you said? You said I was fighting who? Ah shit. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, all right, the Blue Demon Junior versus Tejano Junior. Uh, the seven way match for the inaugural Gift of the Gods Championship. And of course, if the, the gods, Pe- Vampiro versus Pentagon Jr. I am so excited for that one. That you thought tonight's matches were insane. Wait till Vampiro and Pentagon Jr. happens. Oh, Vam versus Penta. I'm so insanely hyped for. I will say, if we're talking about the fucking two, two more, two more graphic shoutouts, I gotta do Johnny Mundo just kind of looks like a fucking dweeb in his graphic just like the way he's posed looks very like mm-hmm. yeah like it just looks kind of dorky and then vampiro's doing his best fucking like i don't know like vince mcmahon like he's got the arms crossed he's kind of got like the almost like blue steel smolder like staring down the camera like i'm mm-hmm. the big boss kind of look which i just think is fucking funny but yeah, yeah. and so 
we get a post credit scene as they do the sign off, they run the credits and then we get the scene. So El Dragon Azteca is walking at night. He is entering the temple and some dude in a hoodie who's like security gate security, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. They do fucking martial arts at each other for a hot seat. And then they're like, okay. Okay, I have an idea of who this could be, but then I wouldn't understand why he's here in this moment. And I I will will reiterate my theory on him when he debuts in the show proper. Um, But he fights this guy in this hoodie. And he's like, I can't let you in the temple, man. Because the prophecy... Has been made that if he ever, if El Dragon Azteca enters the temple, he will die. What? There's a prophecy now? Okay. We are, we are here for prophecies now, folks. That is where we have entered in Lucha Underground. There are now prophecies. And this prophecy is that El Dragon Azteca, El Dragon Azteca, if he ever enters the temple, will die and oh yeah yeah but then fucking dragon Azteca's like yeah well i still gotta see her something something puma i gotta say to i gotta save her yeah puma brought her to me what wait puma's in on this what the fuck is happening now nah, and he's like puma's got enough on his plate i need to do this myself and he he ends it with saying like after he is he's like i'll either die or live forever. And he he is allowed to walk inside the temple. And that is where we cut off the ep, the ep Ultima Lucha part one. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, I also got to point out, they, they do a shot of, like, the door to the temple closing behind El Dragon Azteca. Oh, yeah, and, and it says like, keep out. Well, yeah, yeah, no, 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 but before that, the dude, the security dude in the white hoodie is standing outside watching him go in, just so I guess, okay. But then they cut they cut back to like a wide shot again after and he disappeared and he just fucking disappeared into thin air what the fuck what is happening the spooky magic bullshit is happening on this show now yeah all right so that is we david kind of hit on it when we were kind of running it before i ran down the ultima lucha stuff but yeah uh, great start to the ultima lucha part with part one tonight as we are coming on down dope. to the end of season it one, was, it was dope. It was dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. That 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 I I'm so goddamn high for Ultima Lucha, dude. Like this shit's gonna be off the wall. Absolutely. Oh, I, it definitely I'm, is. Holy shit! Like we've just this is this is so sick. We've been following this down in pretty much full. Um, so like, I don't I don't I don't fucking know, man. It, it's it just feels so like i feel so invested in this and in, in like the way i only feel invested in like other than this like weekly aew and and mm-hmm. this is like but this is like because it's so self-contained it kind of gets to be like even more hype. like it's like getting hype for a special for an especially hype season finale essentially yeah um, like we're um it's sick and i oh god mm-hmm. i can't wait so next time we are in lucha underground we'll finish ultima lucha part two and in addition, it will be the very first of three editions of the mid, the, the between seasons death toll. Oh God. And yep. 
not as most rest as not every wrestler that appears in Lucha Underground will ever appear again in Lucha Underground after season one. And so I will be giving compiling a list of every wrestler who wrestled in season one and who will never appear, who will never wrestle again in season one. And I already know Johnny Mundo is on that list, or not Johnny Mundo, Alberto Alpatron is on that list and fucking based. Yep. And in Lucha Underground, it can it is assume, it can be fairly assumed that if you never appear again in the temple, it is because you have died. Remember, kids, if you die in Lucha Underground, you die in real life. Absolutely. But that is for another time. For next time on uh, Noobs and Knockouts podcast, we return to 2005 SmackDown. Oh, shit, buddy. Eddie Guerrero has revealed the secret. Uh, Ah, yes. That That we knew the whole fucking time. Yeah, but, you know, we were, it was fun seeing the buildup and suspense to it. But it is that Dominic is not Ray's son. Eddie is Dominic's poppy. But he has got multiple, he has more story, bedtime stories to tell. And so next time we will catch the next of Eddie Guerrero's bedtime stories. Hell yeah, brother. My favorite arc that we've ever done and ever will do. Let's fucking go. Can't wait as always. Hell yeah. Till then, David, hit our plugs. Yes, sir. Dear friends, dear, dear, dear friends, thank you so much for once again joining us on yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts Podcast. We are so delighted to have you here. Returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever the hell it is you use to consume our content. Great to have you. Newbies, hey, hi, how's it going? Thanks for joining us. Uh, We here at the Noobs and Knockouts Podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you are brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the strange bullshit that goes on here, either way, we hope this shit feels accessible to you. We hope you've had a great time here. We hope you want to keep having a great time with us here week after week. If you'd like to do so, but you're not entirely sure how to do so, well, not to worry, my friends, I have you covered. First of all, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts Podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Ring that bell. Make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Give us that sweet, sweet engagement. Check out our playlist. Awesome is kind enough to, to organize all of the arcs and shit that we follow into their own separate playlist. So you can follow something all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot. It's great. And hey, on our uh, you, you can also see all our, our beautiful faces and our sexy like HUD and all the little visual gags that we hide in there for everyone who, who bothers to, to actually use their eyeballs to consume us. It's great. Uh, but of course, fans of the audio only experience, we have you covered as well. You can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast. And that would be Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Come check us out there. Give us a, a nice five-star rating, uh, a nice little a nice little review. Download our episodes, whatever it is you do to, to you know, to, to enjoy us and tell other people in the algorithm that, hey, these guys are pretty cool. Maybe they should get a little more love and attention. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, so that's a great time over there. But, of course, uh, if you uh, are already a fan of us on the YouTube, the Spotify, the Google, and Apple podcast, you want to engage with us more, we got options there, too. So... First and foremost, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Noobs and Knox Pod on Twitter. That's at Noobs, the letter N, Knox Pod on Twitter. 
Come check us out there. It's a great time. We post memes. We engage in discourse. We post every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys know what the hell's going on. And the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting, kind of in theory right now, uh, because Austin and I are both in like places where uh, uh, Austin's kind of taking a break from from week- weekly wrestling watching. I am in rehearsals for, for a musical right now, which kind of takes me away uh, from, from, uh, live tweeting a lot of time, but in theory, we try to, uh, live tweet, uh, AEW dynamite and or rampage, uh, during the week. I know once I get off here, I'll be going and watching rampage and battle the bells and live tweeting that shit. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a good time over there. Uh, but on top of the, the, the weekly live tweeting, of course, Austin is kind enough to do all of our pay-per-view coverage. My friend, what is on the docket coming up? Well, this is awkward because this weekend is all the pay-per-views. So, uh, yeah. Bound for glory. Fucking finally. Yeah. Bound for glory is, uh, this weekend. So, uh, by the time this releases, that will be over. So, uh, then impact X pay-per-view is probably be hard to kill in January just based on their calendar, but I can't promise that. Uh, also this weekend is WWE extreme rules. Extreme rules. And so the next pay-per-view, and this is uh, extra awkward, is their next pay-per-view is ground is crown jewel. Ah, oh, right, this the latest in WWE's biannual uh pay-per-views live from Saudi Arabia, paid for by the by Saudi, the Saudi Crown Prince. Yeah. So yeah. I have a moral obligation to not watch those. So I don't. I guess I will mention they're on November 5th so that you know when I'm going to stop talking about it. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I I like our like month long bitch session, uh, weekly bitch session for Crown Jewel. (laughs) It's become a staple of this podcast. Yeah, but uh, so far we already know it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. For, for the, the Uwu title. Yeah, baby. And uh, Wikipedia has fucked up on this because it says it's Roman Reigns versus The Rock. So <laughs> good job, Wikipedia. Logan The Rock Paul, of course. Oh, right. What what was I thinking? The Rock obviously referring to Logan Paul. That Logan why on Hawaii Paul. Right. So good job, Wikipedia editors. You really mm-hmm. fucked that up, didn't you? Good job. Good job. And then AEW's next pay-per-view is full gear on November 19th. Uh, it is too early for them to have any matches set. So that's coming. That's all I got. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. yeah. So so but be sure to check all that out. It's a great time over on the Twitter, no matter who's in control of it. If you like listening to us ramble about wrestling for two hours on end for some reason, you'll like it over on the Twitter. Our voices carry over pretty well. Austin's all smart and cultured and shit, and I'm just over here memeing it up and getting in- increasingly tilted with, with the IWC week after week. Um, so, so it's a good time at noobs and Knoxpot on Twitter. But of course, if you want to get in super direct contact with us, of course, there is also our email address. You can email us directly at noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and this time knockouts pod at gmail.com. Tell them, say hi to us there. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like you know, the requests for any sort of wrestling media or wrestling adjacent media arcs, storylines, eras, whatever companies that you want us to follow, uh, all any sort of shit like that. Yell at us for our hot takes or say they're super based and red pilled or whatever. Uh, 
just come start discourse with us or come say hi. We just love people saying hi. We'd love to say hi back. Noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com. And finally, of course, there is our Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. You can find the link for that in our Twitter. Uh, $1 a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout-out at the end of each episode. Shout-out to our $1 friend of the show, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for uh, for his uh, his engagement, his support. Uh, hope you enjoy your perks, buddy. If you want to enjoy your perks along with Kyle, donate uh, to us, that $1 tier Noobs and Knockouts pod uh, podcast on patreon link in the twitter uh and it's a and it's a good time yeah see y'all next time hasta luego